You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to the first After the Jack show of 2022. I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and uh, with me, as always, uh, in the studio is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back. Yes, uh, Happy New Year to all our listeners and the bowl, GB Bowls fraternity after uh, a false start last week, but it's great to be back and I just want to give a, a little shout out to, to Tim Hancock, uh, Shepparton Park, played stand-up on the weekend and he one of the first things he said to me was, what happened to the podcast last week, Ash? And I sort of explained the, the circumstances and he was hanging out for it. So, uh, Tim, thanks for all your support, mate, and uh, hope you uh, enjoy this week's podcast and the rest of the season. Thanks for your support. And, of course, uh, would not be after the Jack without the Honourable Brian Nisbet. Brian, how are you? Good, thanks, Tyler. Uh, good to be back. Uh, Happy New Year. I'd like to reiterate what Ashley said. Uh, welcome back, Ash, and yourself, Tyler. And it's good to be back. There's plenty to talk about since we last were on the program. Jam-packed agenda. Yes, it certainly is. Um, uh, obviously, there's uh, a fair bit of... COVID going around the the bowls ranks and uh, it did affect uh, after the jack last week with myself uh, sort of uh, by the wayside for a week. Uh, I, I tell you what, um, it, it hit me harder than it did my uh, seven month old daughter. So um, you're holding up pro- all right. That's probably telling, uh, saying a lot about myself, uh, not anything else. But no, yes, it was a, a bit of a rough week in the household. But uh, we're all good now, and um, it's good to have you back on board, mate. Ready to keep rolling. Um, yeah, so, and as you mentioned, uh, since we finished up in 2021, there's there's been a bit going on, Brian, a bit of player movement, um, always a lot of interest in, you know, the second half of the season, who's going to make a move for finals, who's going to sort of maybe flash their premiership credentials, and uh, we've had our second week of, of midweek pennant uh, today, Tuesday, we've had one round back of Saturday pennant, weekend pennant, so uh, there's a bit to discuss. Certainly is. Uh, and um, you've been out and about and on the move over the over the Christmas break, Brian, and um, you've been playing in a couple of tournaments, one at Wakul, which is where um, you've jagged a... Uh, well, I reckon he'll be well known amongst the GB Bowls fraternity, even though he doesn't play for a club around here, Brian. Yeah, I was privileged to go to Wakul with uh, some of the Kai Abram bowlers, with Noel Redrop, Les Dillon and Calvin Hubble. And joined by a couple of your Shep Park colleagues. Yep. Um, one from the previous season in uh, Robert Thorne and Paul Beecroft. And it was fantastic three days of bowls and got to know all the guys a little bit better. And it was, it was good. It was uh, good bowls. Um, some of the boys, uh, Paul Beecroft and uh, Noel Redrop and Les Dillon won a goal watch. We got to the playoffs, but that's as far as we got. We couldn't draw to the yardstick, mate, <laughs> when the pressure was on, on the long end. Yeah. No, it was fantastic, and it's a great little club up there. They just had new club rooms and everything opened by uh, their local member. And uh, and your interview subject for this week is probably the cult hero of the Waikool Bowls Club. Tell us a little bit about it before we listen to the interview. Yeah, well, this uh, guy called uh, Maney, uh, Ian Maine. Ian Maine, he's a legend up there. Been president, I think, seven years. He's the main man, you'd say. Of the association. <laughs> I think he's had, yeah, seven years as president of the club, four years president of the association. Yep. Uh, he goes to a lot of tournaments and he's had a bit of success too. He's a good bowler. Yep. Um, often, I, often plays in tournaments at Kybram. I've come across him a couple of times in the um, the old honour board fours, which is um, coming up again soon. So he's well known around the GB region. Yeah, there's not many bowlers, um, well, north of Shepparton and they don't know him, that's for sure. <laughs> and he's, um, he's a bit – he's got a louder voice than me. That takes a bit of um, bit of doing. And he's, he's loud, boisterous, but he's got a great personality and uh, – He's really good for bowls. He uh, does a lot around the bowling club, volunteering and all that. All right, let's get into it. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. I've been privileged to come up with Noel Redrop 
Steve Adams, the team up here, uh, he's been coming here for 20 years and we've got had the um, company of Rob Thorne from Shep Park, Paul Beecroft from Shep Park, Beetle Dillon from Kai Abram, Calvin Hubble from Kai Abram. Who have I left out, mate? Myself. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm interviewing a very well-known, um, he's a president of Warcourt Bowling Club and one of the big personalities in country bowls. None other than Ian Main. Welcome to the program, Ian. Uh, thanks very much for that. Did he ever call Ian? It's Maney. No, it's Maney. Maney. Now, you're well-known personality, as I said, in the northern districts and beyond. When did you start bowls? Uh, about 32 years ago. After a football injury? After a football injury, shoulders kept falling out and I had to give cricket and football away. You're a good scorer at cricket, probably, were you? Oh, no, just, just an average. Oh, that's so much. Biggest influence on Bowles' career, or like who got you into the game? A um, couple of blokes walked into the pub one night and having a couple of beers, and I said, oh, what's going on here? And they said, oh, we're going down to the Bowles. And I said, no, nah, that's an old man's sport. I'm not playing that. I was about, you know, 20 years time. And they said, no, come down to the Bowles and have a couple of beers. So, yeah, um, Kevin Bailey, Noel Dunn, all these old blokes, so they got me in the Bowles and... And then they said, oh, we might, um, we might uh, put another side in, you're playing. I said, no, I'm not playing. They said, yes, you are. And I went, yeah, okay. So how many divisions did they have then? How many uh, sides? They only had one side. One side. And what they, division were they in? Uh, division two. Division two. And when, when I started, they then um, got a, a division four side in. But they put me straight in the top division as a lead. Well, we all start in that position and hopefully progress. Uh, you can't beat a good leader, Maney. Walkall, your club, you are the life and soul of the club according to your fellow club members and fellow um, competitors at other clubs. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah, been, been here all my life and yeah, no, I really enjoy it now. You're loud and boisterous, on and off the green and have a reputation all around the greater bowling area for your, um, well, fanaticism on the green and your enthusiasm, um, encouraging bowlers and uh, in, and you love um, running the raffles and everything at your club? Yeah, no, I just uh, like, like doing like a lot of people do, chase their bowls and yell, but they don't listen to me all the time, me bowls, but especially when you get in the clubhouse and I yell out raffle all the time for them. Oh, I just love that, mate. Now, you've got a fantastic new uh, clubhouse here, um, and the council have been, um, I think Susan Lay was your MP, and she came over and opened the greens, but she didn't know, she thought it was a synthetic green, that's a magnificent grass green here. Yeah, um, Someone wants to talk to you, and Ross normally, what he normally does, tells me to piss off, and then next thing Susan Lake, oh, I want to. So they end up going out in the green, and she went out and had a look at the green and thought, geez, that's nice, because they're normally always opening synthetic greens, not um, grass greens. Yeah, look, I must commend Ross Burmeister on the, the condition of greens. I've been playing a bit of green all year. Um, they're fantastic for a little community, a little club. Now you have all the amenities at this new club, state-of-the-art um, plumbing and and everything else, uh, but you have one thing missing that most clubs uh, have to have, and that's a roving mic. And <laughs> as you have a bo booming monotone voice that can be heard all over the confines of the club, uh, there's no, that would be a... Um, a liability, I believe. A white elephant at the club. Well, most clubs I go to, you know, when you have Smoko and they, you've been the manager and whatever, and you say thanks to them, they always hand me the mic and said, no, I don't actually need that. So I just do it with my normal voice. Good idea, mate. Now, you're a builder in Warcool, and no doubt one of its favourite sons, but you didn't um, get the contract here, which would be a bit disappointing. Oh, I know. I had other people organise, and plus my licence doesn't actually state that I can contract that side of things out but yeah I just most of my work yeah. around the farms and everywhere but 
Yeah, so they didn't worry me, but I did build the shed and put the shower and toilet in the shed and everything, so. No, you've done a top job there. What positions have you held at your club and at the association level? Uh, I started off um, being the treasurer here, and then um, one of the Bowles Victorian councillors, which we used to have years ago, he got me into um, be the vice president of the association, and, and then when I took the president's job on, I ended up being the youngest president they ever had and the longest serving. I did four years. And then they, um, when the ladies amalgamated with the men, which they are now, um, I come back and did another three. So I end up doing seven years of president association, and I've now been president of the Walker Bond Club for seven years. This is my eighth year. It'll be a hard position to give up. Well, most people... Or get someone to take over from Yeah, there. yeah, it's the same as any club. It's left to the same two or three people all the time, but this will be my last year as president. Someone else can take over. But no doubt you'll take on another role in the club, though. I'll just be normally what I normally do, just volunteer. Now, you've travelled a lot of tournaments around the district, enhancing your reputation as a character. Um, who's the best bowler you've seen? Oh, well... Yeah, I've played against a lot of Australian reps. So, like, they are pretty hard. Um, Carla Clancy, I played against her a few times in the state of... Carla Krasenic. Yeah, yeah, a couple of um, finals, and, yeah, she's real good. And, um, yeah, and I had a mad mate, Ralphie Fair, that I used to play yeah. a fair bit of bowls with. Everyone had known Ralphie. Well known. And we used to go to tournaments all over, so... But, yeah, I played against a lot of the Australian blokes. Who would be the best bowler you've seen here at um, Warcool? And that's including a three-day tournament you have to um, Well, there's a bloke coming here today, um, which is Ross's cousin, Dick Burmester. He actually played here, he started his bowls here, and he ended up going on to winning the champion champions of Victoria a few years back. So, yeah, he's, he's one of our, which I claim to fame, he's one of our sons. Very good. And career highlights for yourself? Um, I won the Northern District State Singles and went on to win the region as well. And then got down to the last eight. And also mixed pairs, got down to the last eight in the state. And also um, the, uh, the fours got down to the last eight in fours. And who's your mixed pairs partner? Because you haven't got a ladies or it's midweek now. You're, how many ladies here play bowls? Um, we've got seven ladies play bowls here, but um, I play bowls with a lady from Barn who now lives in Warpool. Um, one uh, mixed triples with her, and then she went away, and then I got a lady from Puma Hill to play yeah, with. And well, what's her name, the lady um, from Warpool? Jean Fairchild. Okay. And then I play with Marie Scott from Puma Hill, and I've actually won the mixed mixed. Um, pairs the last three years. And you're born and bred in Warcool, Maney? Yeah, uh, mum and dad had a farm out of Burrable, which is only 16 k's from here, but they're both born now. Uh, my brother runs the farm. So what's so good about Warcool? Oh, just a little community. Everyone's friendly. You know everyone. And, yeah, it's, well, really, to me, I, I had plans to travel all over Australia, but... Um, a bloke said to me, oh, before you go, can you do a little extension for me? Well, that was 40 years ago and I'm still here. Haven't been anywhere else. And the town boasts a, a Commonwealth Games gold medalist in the mixed pairs and a bronze medal in the men's pairs. And that is Frank Bryan, the publican. Yes, yeah. Um, when Frank first bought, bought the pub, um, they got talking there one day and he actually got the medals out and showed us and I didn't believe it like no one else does. Anyway, I said to Frank, well, you better come down and play bowls. But I had to get him out of that big swing kick leg that the 10-pin bowlers do. So I got him on the backhand and now he's hooked. And he's got a uh, guy that helps him out. He's moved from um, Aladullah, I believe, and Rick. Yep. I don't know his surname, but yeah, Rick Hainsworth. he's going to be a good bowler too. Yeah, no, he... They both he, show a lot of promise. He, um, he didn't want to play bowls either because he's into his horse racing and punting and betting. And he said, no, we interfere too much. But once you get started with bowls, you get hooked. Well, they're both hooked and I played against them on the first day and they're 
they're going to be good bowlers, so no doubt about that. And they're only in their first and second seasons, I think. Yeah, and this is what you've got to do with a, a little club like this, is try and get young ones to keep going, because as they know, we're all getting older, and to keep the club going, we need the young ones to come in and take over. Once they give footy away, cricket away, tennis, all that, get them into blowing bowls, which we do with barefoot bowls here. Yeah, how many to get a barefoot bowls? This year was a bit quiet with the yeah. rice, uh, the wheat and everything. Everyone was flat out stripping, so we struggled a bit. But we've got another one in for every, so hopefully we'll get about 30. Yeah, well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. What's the population of Warcool? Oh, the sign says 300, but I think it's back to about 150. 150. Yeah. Now, in Pennant this year, you're 6th in Division 1 and you're 8th in Division 3. Can you can you make the 4 in Division 1 and... The Division 3, a rough chance of yeah. improving. At the moment, we've been struggling for numbers. Everyone's harvesting and everything. So after Christmas, hopefully, we get all our players back and we should be able to go up the ladder. But we're very competitive against the top sides, but then we seem to relax against the bottom sides. And I think you've won four out of six games of skip. Yes, yes. That's not bad. Where would you be in the ladder on the skipper's ladder? Uh, on the bowls league, I think I'm about 30th. Yeah. But yeah, I was up to 17th, but then I missed a couple of games, so with yeah, work and stuff. Yeah, so. well, that goes against you, doesn't yeah. it, in that? Well, that's about um, all I've got time for. Ian, or Maney, as he's always known, I know you're a Ian. You're the president of El Supremo here, and look, it's a fantastic club. I've really, I've enjoyed my time here. Frank at the pubs looked after as well, and, and Faye and everyone around the club. It's been fantastic, and yourself. So thanks very much, Maney, and... Uh, Good luck for the last day of the Christmas tournament of the day. And Gold good, watch day. Gold watch day and, and good bowling for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks very much for that. Thank you. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. And welcome back to After the Jack. <clears throat> As always with uh, Roaming Brian, you'll have to excuse the audio a bit there. When we send him uh, way out to Warcool, it uh, can get a bit iffy. But, uh, <laughs> no, nah, thanks for that, Brian. Yeah, outstanding job, Brian. And um, something I found interesting in that interview, you asked um, Maney about the how many people they get to their barefoot bowls. And he said, oh, usually we like to get about 30. And then you asked him the population of Wakul and he said, oh, the sign says 300, but it's probably down to 150. So 30 out of 150 people, that's like one-fifth one of their population. It's a pretty good effort, you know, that, that they're doing there. Yeah, well, there's not much else on there. I don't think they've got a tennis club or they've got, a, they've got an RSL club that only opens, uh, I think, three days a week. Yeah, yep. So like Services Thursday for club, yeah, yeah. yep. Um, but no, outstanding job, and you're right. He is um, he is a larger than life character, and um, you know just to t- hear him talk about sort of the the service that he's given Wackle Bowls Club and the and the association over there. It's um, like he said, it's hard to find people to do those sorts of jobs. But you know, even though he does have a big personality, he does you know want to put in, put in everything for his bowls club and his and his competition. Yeah, he certainly does. All right, we'll get into reviews. Are we going to start with weekend from last Saturday or we're going to go midweek, Brian? Well, I might kick off with the midweek. Yep. Um, so round nine it would be. Round nine played today. Yep. In uh, Division One, we'll start at the top. Seymour, 86, defeated Chep Park, 59. Bit of an upset, although I did select Seymour at home. I, I believe they would have played on the carpet. Yep, yeah, so Seymour always hard to beat over there. Um, Shep Park made a, made a couple of changes. Dennis Smythe was was skipping um, and couldn't get the job done and Di Hands sort of swapped around her second and third and, um, you know, so they, they had a pretty rough day. That's two losses for them uh, after Christmas and they're now de- got dropped from second to fourth, so a bit of work to do there for Shep Park. Yeah, Seymour finished up with 14 points to Parks too. Shep Golf, 73-4 points. So they won two rinks. They lost to Tad Hilltop, 77. Yeah, David Cartwright's rink had a 10-shot uh, success and that was enough to get Hilltop over the line with the other two rinks uh, pretty tight. So massive upset for Tat Hilltop. I think that's Shep Golf's first loss for the year. So it is. certainly adds a bit of interest to the competition, you know, sort of some sides getting rolled um, after the Christmas break that were up at the top of the ladder. 
It certainly does, Ash. Uh, Rushworth, 36. We're flogged by Kai Abram, 86. Was that at Rushworth? It was. Yeah, that's a... Z- ma- zero, 16. Yeah, I see um, uh, Chris Chris Garvey's rink had a, had a rough day. I think one of the rink scores was about 40 to 6 or something like that. But, you know, still a 50-shot defeat on their home green, you wouldn't see that very often, even when Rushworth has been down the bottom of the ladder. They're always a bit more competitive at home. Yeah, well, actually playing on the grass, I don't mm. think they would have went on the carpet. No, no, but still you expect them to probably um, you know, be a bit closer than that uh, at home, particularly against Kyabram who haven't sort of – they're not a Shep golf or they're not one of the – you know, the, the front runners. Um, but, yeah, uh, they are third, Kyabram, but still 50 shots is massive at Rushworth. It is, certainly is. And Marupna Golf, uh, 50, lost to East Shep, 100. Yeah. Uh, zero points to 16. Yeah, a couple of big big rink results here. Wayne Gribble skipping uh, 42-11 against Jan Doherty and um, and Stacey Collier won 30-18. to 18. And, uh, and Graham Barber, 28-21. So Eshep sort of just keeping their finals hopes alive, really, with um, obviously needing the shot difference and um, and getting the, the all-important 16 points to zero. Yeah, well, they're in contention now mm. um, for a final spot. Shep Park are the ones who um, are in a bit of a slump. Yes. But I expect them to bounce back, but... It'll be interesting to see whether they swing some more combination changes or maybe look at bringing some people in... Um, you know, they, they, they tried it this week heading to Seymour, which is, you know, sort of always a bit fraught with danger. You, you know, it's hard enough to win over there as it is, and then you're changing sides and combinations. So, um, you know, they've certainly got to get back on the horse and try and try and recover because, um, like like you said, Seymour's now uh, 14 points behind and, and East Shepparton's 15 points behind in, in fifth and sixth. So they're not as secure in the four as they were at Christmas. Oh, no, certainly not. Uh, in Division 2, Kai Abram, 81, 16 points. Defeated Tat Hilltop, 63-0. Yaroa, 43, 0 points. Lost to Shep Golf, 80-16. Seymour, 71, 15. Defeated Avalon, 58, 1 point. And Stanhope, 49, 0 points. Lost to Park, 78, 16. Yeah, so um, Seymour are on top there, but it's it's quite a tight ladder in Division 2. They're on 95 points, um, six wins, three losses. Kybram second on 92, then Shep Park third on 90. So they're all six and three. And then Shep Golfer in fourth, five wins, four losses, 81, followed by Yaroa on 79, and Stanhope are four and five and 62 points. So there's still a little bit of chopping and changing, I think, on that Division Two ladder to come uh, over the next few rounds before finals. Yeah, it certainly will be. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, which sides can improve in the second half and extend the press the ones in the four. In Division Three, Marupna goal 55 Two points, lost to East Shepparton, one, a 78, 14 points. Kevin Cox, I think that might be his first loss for the year uh, for East. It was a very close rink. I didn't see the finish of the game, but uh, Terry Ray put in a great game for us, a skipper in our rink, and, uh, yeah, we still remain on top. East won. Uh, Nagambi, 94-16, whitewashed Shep Park. This is a... A big victory. Uh, Shep Park 43 zip. Marupna 74 4, lost to Kai Abram 83 12. And East 2 62, two points. Lost to Tad Hilltop 69 14. That's Tad Hilltop's first win. It is, yeah, and it's sort of. Um Gets them a little bit closer to trying to avoid relegation. Um, looking at the ladder, East Shepparton won seven wins, two losses on top with 113 points, followed by Nagambi, six wins, three losses, 93 points. Kyabram, six wins, three losses, 88 points. Um, the, the, the sort of the interesting race is for fourth. Um, Marupna of five wins, four losses, 78 points. Identical, um, apart from shot difference. Shep Park shot difference took a hit today, so they're now five wins, four losses, seventy-eight points, but minus eleven. So there's thirteen shots essentially between fourth and fifth. Um, then Marupna Golf East Shepparton and two and Tat Hilltop with their first win of the year moved to twenty-three points. They're still twenty-two points behind second bottom, which is East Shepparton and two. But um, again, sort of after East Shepparton one, very tight from sort of second to fifth. 
certainly is. Division 4 North. Kai Abram defeated Tad Hilltop on a forfeit from uh, Hilltop forfeit of that. Well, that's a regular occurrence, has been all year. Yamirka 80, 14, defeated Shep Golf 53. Uh, they got 14, uh, I said 14, Golf won one rink to get two points. Murchison 57, one point, lost to Merrigan 77, 15. I, I thought Murch would win this game, but Merrigan, that's a bit of an upset. And East 72, 16, defeated Park 52, no points. Yeah, a bit of an upset there because Shep Park are second on the ladder, six wins, three losses. So, um, yeah, good result there for, for East Shepparton. And um, Merrigan's win against Murchison has now drawn them level on points. Um, they're sixth and seventh, respectively. Murchison, 69 points, minus 12. Merrigan, also 69 points, minus 30. Um, how will that work? So, Tad Hilltop's obviously on the ladder and they're forfeited every week. So, does that mean that... There's the basically they'll be relegated. So if whoever finishes seventh will just yeah stay yeah, in yeah yeah. Um, in looking at yeah uh, Namurka undefeated on top 127 points, followed by Shep Park 88. So I think the minor premiership's done and dusted there to Namurka. Kybram third on 79 points. Shep Gold fourth with 74. East Shepparton 70, and then Murchison and Merrigan 69. So third. Third to seventh, there's only 10 points. So, you know, even though um, Merrigan only had its third win this today, um, they're still well in the mix. They certainly are. Very interesting. Division 4 South. Yarrowa 4. Yarrowa 4th. I'll correct that. Division 4 South. I didn't have a result from Park and Yarrow. Have you got one, Ash? I do. I do. Um, Shep Park, 63 points, uh, shots, four points. So they won two of the rinks, but went down to Yarrow by four shots, 67 shots uh, and 12 points to Yarrow. So uh, big, big result there for Yarrow because they are just inside the four. Uh, Brian Diffie, 27-12 over Trevor Rhodes was decisive there. So um, a tight one. Yep, uh, Seymour 85-16, defeated Eildon 57-zip, Alexander 68, 14 points, defeated Seymour VRI 64 in a close one, and they secured one rink, two points. Yeah, it's um, Shep Park was still looking for their first win of the year, so they'll be uh, a little bit devastated. They couldn't finish the job against Yarrow. The ladder looks this way. Seymour VRI, eight wins, one loss, 118 points. Alexandra, seven wins, two losses, 104. Seymour, six wins, three losses, 91. And then a big drop down to Yarrow in fourth. Four wins, five losses, 67. Eildon, one win for the season and a draw, 31 points. And Shep Park, uh, winless so far on 21 points. Moving on, midweek Division 5. Seymour had to buy. Yarrowa, 52 points. Lost to Violet Town, 56-12. Colbo, 42, 13 points. Defeated Avenal, 37, 1 point. And Rushworth, 45, 2 points. Lost to Dukey, 55, 12 points. Yeah, so looking at the latter, seven sides in this competition. Colburn, Avon and Dukey, both seven wins, one loss. Uh, Colburn, Avon ahead on, by 1 point, 93 to 92. Violet Town, five wins, two losses, 66 points. Yarrowa, fourth with four wins, four losses, 58. Then Avenal, Rushworth and Seymour in the bottom half of the ladder. So that's our midweek review for today. Jumping into weekend review of round eight, first round after Christmas. Uh, Looking at Division 6 South, some huge scores um, you're sort of highlighting the difference between the top and the bottom sides. Eildon won, won by 84 shots over Alex 2, uh, with Steve Hall winning 53-18 to 18 and Ivan Suck, uh, Suckliffe 44-11. to 11. So some massive results there. Top side, Alexandra won, had a 75-shot win against Seymour with Ken Argent winning 43-10. Justin Branch won 38-16 and got second place, yay, over the line against bottom side, Avenal, who won two out of the three rinks. So that 24-shot uh, victory decisive. Eildon 2 had the bye, the fourth fourth place side. Division 6 North, Dukey, uh, massive upset over topside Colburn Abbott thanks to David Smith's 17-shot win over Ramon Rathjen, uh, despite Colbo winning the other two rinks. 
So it was a seven-shot result in the end of Dookie. Well done to them. Uh, and they consolidated third spot. Rushworth, second bottom, went down by 11 shots to fourth place. Stanhope, East Shepparton in fifth, um, won by seven shots over uh, Yaroa to keep them in the finals race. Park, another uh, big result on the carpet. Sixth place, uh, they beat uh, second place Kybram. First loss at, at home um, and to, to also stay in the race as well. Uh, Division 5, East Shepparton and third. They got a fourth from Shep Golf, seventh. Uh, Shep Golf sort of had a lot of unavailabilities last week. Um, Tat Hilltop, fifth. Lost to Marupna Golf. Uh, the top side by 12 shots. Lee Wakenshaw had a big rink win, 24 shots. He's uh, had a really good season, in fact. Murchison, fourth place, uh, visited Seymour VRI sixth and uh, had a win uh, thanks to Jeff Higgins winning 30-14. to 14. Tally got a forfeit as well from a depleted Merrigan. Division four, top side Seymour VRI dominated against the bottom side Dookie by 64 shots. And they've got uh, an incredible... 295 shot difference. Nagambi second. Um, they've got a 44 shot difference. They snuck home against sixth place Kai by two shots. Graham Woodcock's rink uh, won by 15 against Angel Mannequin. Seymour third defeated Park fourth by four shots at home, winning only one rink to Park's t- two. And, uh, and there was a draw as well. Euroa seventh went down by only seven shots to fifth place Tat Hilltop. Division three, Brian, your where you've been playing, uh, there was a couple of blowouts. Avenal, second bottom, uh, had a 70-shot win over a very disappointing East. Uh, they're on track to be relegated. Tough day over there. What were the greens like? Fast, slow? No, they were slow. They, they were true enough, but they only run about 11, and we just couldn't adapt. Yep. In our rink, the, the leader, I think her name's Donna Rowley, she was – I would have give her um, – Eight and a half out of nine, that's how well she bowled. Yeah, yep. So, um, tough day at the office there for them. Topside Seymour won by 69 against seven play Stanhope. Um, so, they've got a, well, an even more remarkable shot difference of four, plus 437. I mean, they're well on track to be promoted to Division Two if all things go well. Shep goal fifth. They're only two points outside the four after a big win by 26 shots against Park. At Park, um, they remain in third after fourth place Marupna were defeated by five shots against second place Tally, uh, which was a reversal of the first round result. Division two, Rushworth clean sheeted Tat Hilltop by 20, 29 shots to move from sixth to fourth. And Marupna Golf also upset East Shepparton, um, who slipped from third spot by four shots. Um, and Marupna Golf were also um, in contention as well, which is a great result for them given that, you know, at the start of the year, uh, that sort of... It was hard to see them sort of winning too many games, and they've they've managed to win three of the first eight. So they're they're, they're having a really good season. Park jumped up to second. The last round before Christmas, I think they were fifth or sixth. They had a massive win against Tad Hilltop, and then uh, the first round back had a 27-shot win against a disappointing Marupna, um, who were second bottom after making the grand final last year. And they've got the um, the surprise addition of Brett Gunning, Brian. Yeah, a real, a real big surprise. He was... Um, At Namurka Golf. Yeah, sort of headhunted by Namurka Golf, and we all know what a, a quality player he is. He skipped at Chep Golf and then went to Tally, mm. and it was always high up in the skipper's list. And uh, I don't know why the change. I haven't touched base with the coach over at Mark Jones at Namurka Golf or spoken to Jeffrey Jeff Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, and, you know, be, there's got to be a reason why he left the club. It's Let's hope he does help Marupna consolidate and at least um, not get relegated. Well, it's his third third club in about six months, essentially. Tally to yeah, the Merca try, Golf. He's trying to beat my record, I think. <laughs> yeah, but um, obviously a big gain for a, a club like Marupna who are trying to get back into the Division 1 and um, had, a, had, a, had a tough loss uh, against Calvin Rogash on, on Saturday for Shep Park, but... No doubt if, um, you know, he hits his straps in the second half of the year. I know Marupna are second bottom, uh, and they've probably got a fair bit of ground, Tyler, to make up to get into the four now, but I think probably avoiding relegation would be the massive one given that they were grand finalists last year. Well, look, anything can happen in the last uh, <coughs> couple of months of the season. Uh, as we've seen already, uh, some clubs have been sort of adversely affected more than others, and 
Um, obviously, we've saw we've seen cricket call off the first weekend back and then play on the weekend with um, what I saw as uh, <coughs> depleted numbers across the ranks. So it, it's obviously going to be a weekend by weekend basis at the moment, um, which could throw up some interesting results on the run home. Yeah, certainly. And um, completing the Division Two round golf, the top side unbeaten remained that way after beating Kyabram by twenty nine shots, who fell from fourth to sixth as a result. So Division Two comp. Pretty tight after Shep Golf and, you know, certainly a heavy loss can impact your shot difference or a big win can, you know, boost it and, um, you know, sort of you don't want to be getting swept too often 18-0 or because um, there is there is going to be a lot of chopping and changing in those ladder positions. Looking ahead to Division 1, the biggest upset of the season, Brian, last Friday after a big storm. Maybe it was, a, it was an ominous sign when the storm rolled into Tallygarupna on Friday night um, East Shepparton, who were previously, were they bottom? They were bottom before yes, the round? Yes. They've knocked off previously, previous second side, Tally, last year's grand finalist by two shots at Tally. Um, so they weathered the storm, pardon the pun, uh, and were able to get on and complete the game um, and pinch a great two-shot victory, which has really re- reinvigorated their season. They're back in the top four mix. There's always a bit more drama on a Friday night, isn't there? You just oh, I love a Friday night fixture, and um, it, I really want to see more of them. It, it, it's really something that needs to be worked on across, especially Div 1 and 2. Yeah, well, these two have had, got a reciprocal arrangement going, and they played Addy Shepparton in round one um, on a Friday night and exchanged the... The the, uh, the deal uh, back playing at tally and you know it would have been easy for him to just say are oh, too wet we'll I don't know we'll call it a draw or we'll come back on Saturday or whatever but the fact that they pushed on and um, for the people who did stick around and watch it would have been um, quite a dramatic finish to the game uh, Brent Rayner led by example Mitch Sidebottom's first loss of the season didn't have. The greatest preparation, Mitch, he'd been up in uh, Queensland, played in a tor- singles tournament in Ballina, spent some time up on the Gold Coast, sunning himself, flew back on the Friday and um, and Brent Rayner got the job done over him. So um, there's now only two sort of unbeaten skips at the top of the table now on the skip ladder, Brian, and um, yeah, well done, well done to Brent Rayner and his side, moved into sixth and is still a finals chance. Question, this is one of the top, agenda items has tally bridged the gap between shep golf looking at current form i know when they played each other before and they and they play each other not this weekend next weekend golf and shep golf and tally um but the pre-christmas meeting between those two sides um tally wasn't at full strength but after this loss have they bridged the gap or not bridged the gap from last year's grand final or? yes yeah between golf and themselves it's tough because you know you add David Dawes to any side mm. and you'd um, you'd expect to be bridging the gap, but it just hasn't quite it, it hasn't quite happened, and it, it's almost as if golf has gone to another level. Um, yeah, well, golf doesn't seem to lose these games, do they? You know, they these sort of. Um I guess you'd call them uh, surprising losses. Golf just doesn't seem to have those. And we'll, we'll keep going on with the results in a bit to, to sort of prove that point. But even the tight ones, they seem to find a way to get over the top. And you mentioned David Dawes. His rink's a, a, a major concern. He's, um, he's had four losses for the year now. He's sort of chopping and changing with thirds. He started with Brett Wright. He's now got Sean McMahon. Um, I don't reckon, I can't remember whether he would have had four losses in a season during when he was skipping in golf's dynasty. And he's had four in the first eight rounds. Um, to me, they probably uh, are maybe a third short. Uh, Mark Ryan was a laid out on the Friday, so he'll come back in um, at some stage, maybe not this weekend. But, um, yeah, to me, uh, in terms of their overall depth, they're probably just missing that really good, one more good third to just top them off at, tho- at those positions because they've got the four-gun skips. Uh, maybe that's where they're probably just lacking one, I think. Brian? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, Matty Robertson's um, he's had two draws and a win since he and he's filled in as a skipper. I wonder if um, they might juggle the positions round and Matt Robertson skip. Yeah, and, uh, I'd, 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 whoever yeah. dropped back would be a pretty handy third for him. W- w- but it's probably not on the cards. Who who who, who would it be? I mean, they're, 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 that this was sort of the. The thing at the start of the year, they've probably got six quality Division One skips to go into four positions. You know, they've got Ryan, Robertson, Dawes, Sidebottom, Leah, and yeah. Crapper. 
Well, his doors play third for Matty Robertson, seeing he's it's a big one struggling. Yeah, be interesting whether he'd whether he'd do that or not, or whether they'd maybe shift Robbo over to third to him to try and shore up his rink a little bit. Yes, well, um, yeah. you know. Um, Mitch, Mitch Sidebottom's rink, even though they had their first loss on the weekend, um, is going really well with Joey Lear as third. And Mick Hanna's been outstanding all year. He, he was a third last year, has dropped back to second. Uh, whether he could maybe go back up and play third, given the form he's in. Um, so they've, they've, they've got a lot of work to do, um, particularly they've, they've got Shep Golf uh, in two games' time, so not this weekend, the following weekend. And I reckon they'll... Well, every side wants to be cementing their sides in the run-up to finals, and I think they've got a bit of work to do, Brian. Yeah, they certainly have. Uh, they've just dropped the ball, I reckon, uh, and they'll have to. Uh, they're they're in a they're in a position now. Unless they beat Kai out there, they could um, finish third on the ladder. Which which you know might not be a bad thing. I think like. Um, I, from my p- mindset, I like to be winning that elimination final rather than potentially losing the qualifying and trying to rebound in the prelims. So it might not be a bad thing for Tally to have to play in the elimination first up. Um, and look, let's not discredit East Shepparton. And, you know, they could have easily rolled over in the second half of the season and gone, look, we're last. Um, things haven't gone our way. And they've come out and re- revived their season with a massive win at Tally. And this might be the launching pad they need, Tyler, to make a bit of a run at fourth. Yeah, for sure. And, and I agree with what you're saying about winning that elimination final. But um, I, I think Tally's mindset, especially coming off playing off in the grand final against Shepherd and Golf will be that they want that extra shot at them. Um, yeah. You, you want you want to, you know, you want to be able to to go into that game with with no fear, no no um, you know, no consequences really. You get mm. a free shot at them and yeah. um, you know, if if you happen to beat them it's probably not the best game to beat them in, but um, yeah. you know, that would be massive for their confidence and I still think they'll finish second. It's um you know, like you said, there's probably a couple more weeks of tweaking to do. Um, you might see maybe a diff- few different combinations against Stanhope on the weekend. And yeah, well, um, well, I mean, they have um, they have got Lee Clark, who hasn't played for a couple of years. Previously played in premierships for Shep Golf, uh, making a return. So um, whether he slots in somewhere for Tally's Div One side, Trevor Exton uh, probably won't play now for the for the season. He was unavailable before Christmas and. Um, I'm led to believe probably won't play now for the season. So he was someone maybe else that they could inject in there as well to try and add something different. Um, the, the the thing I sort of uh, think back on with last season, the first final, um, which was a barn burner between golf and tally at Stanhope, the qualifying final and tally um, through everything at golf and golf snuck over the line and then, Tally had to back up the next week against Hilltop in the prelim and just snuck over the line. And there was a sense to me, and we called the grand final, obviously, that, um, you know, they, they fought for a bit, but that, that last sort of half an hour to an hour, they were just absolutely spent. You know, they'd had three sort of um, really intense games and they just couldn't finish it off in that grand final. Whereas maybe if they'd had, um, you know, a winning up to that point, maybe in the in the elimination, they might have had a bit more to give. But it'll be interesting, that's for sure. Um, moving on to the other results from last Saturday, Tad Hilltop fifth, brave against undefeated Shep Golf, only went down by three shots, um, but you know, only managed one rink, two points. Uh, Brennan Boyd defeated Brad Robinson, who was substituting for an unavailable Brett Foley, um, and like we said, Tyler, you know. Um, only three shots in it, but Shep Golf gets three rinks and still um, gets the job done. It's just that game management in the last 15, 20 ends of a, of a 100 end game that golf is just head and shoulders and torso above the rest. Yeah. Um, you see it every time I watch golf, they're playing a different game in the last 15 ends and, than their opposition. Uh, and, you know, that's not to discredit the, the, the other sides in the competition, but it, they're just so good at it and so well-versed at it for mm. over so many years now Yep, um, that it is just a, a really good effort um, if you're going anywhere near them in those last 15 ends. In isolation, if, if you're beating yeah. if you're beating or matching golf in those last 15 ends, yep. you've had a really good game. Yeah, and, like, um, and the fact that there's always sort of someone new coming into the mix each year this year, it's Brett Foley and Brad Robinson and... Uh, my understanding is they might have another um, Premier League signing to possibly come into the side in coming weeks, Brian. 
Well, that's very exciting. Yeah, his um, sur- surname might might be that of a of a peace, a symbol of peace, a bird that's a symbol of peace. But we'll see if Shep Golf um, in, in, injects him in the next coming weeks. But certainly at the moment, um, looks like the minor premierships theirs. So they'll be in that um, in that qualifying final. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kai Abram. Second on the ladder now, uh, too good for your old by 21 shots at home. So they're, you know, um, I guess we probably can't really call them the surprise packet anymore. Their form's held true throughout the year. Glenn Fields remains unbeaten. So him and Brad Orr at the top of the skips table, Brian. And um, second's there for the taking if they want it now. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you wouldn't put it past them the way they're playing. They've got Robbie George uh, slotted back in as a second last week. And the big surprise is Johnny Horsler's rink mm, mm. with the two Graham Kings, senior and junior, and, and, and Des, Des Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, look, and um, I don't know. How, obviously, they got nine points in the last round before Christmas. They were going to play Shep Golf and they got heated out. So we haven't sort of – they haven't been exposed to that level of comp. They did – uh, draw? Did they draw with Tally before? I think they drew overall. Yeah, with drew off yeah. Tally, yep. yeah. So they have played Tally, but we haven't seen him against Ship Golf yet, and that'll be the last round before Christmas. So we'll get a fair indication probably then. Yeah, the last round before we before finish. the final. Sorry, yeah. 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 Um, and Shep Park uh, moved up from fifth to fourth with a forty-shot win against Stanhope, who are now bottom of the ladder. Uh, Robbie Ponton picked up two points for Stanhope against Paul Nichols. Uh, Gee, we, we've buried the lead here, haven't we? We have. Tyler, what is the lead? Uh, the long-lasting retirement of Dave Hardy did not last very long. Johnny Farnham, he's back. Farewell tour. He's back on, lasted all of two rounds. Dame Mally Melba. Dame Mally Melba, yeah, look... Um, it wasn't even two rounds. He sat out one game, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, the East Shep game was half a game, but... I don't know. Look, uh, from my point of view, it's I think it's a bit embarrassing, to be honest. Like, I think he got on your radio show, Brian, and told everyone he was retired, and, and then his last game happened to be out at Tally, and everyone was slapping him on the back saying, oh, you know, good career, Dave, and he buying him beers and all that sort of thing. And I think sort of what it boils down to is he was never retired, Brian. I think he'd, he'd cracked it with the selectors at the club and what didn't get his own way. He, you know, he played third last year and, and then all of a sudden he was dropped back to lead and he wasn't happy with that. Um, so, he, you know, he said he was retiring, but um, he never went and spoke to the selectors about his issues. He just told everyone else. And <laughs> um, and then all of a, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, think, I think it was a bit of an attention grab, really. He just wanted people to say, oh, no, we need you, Dave. But um, I, my understanding is Paul Nichols spoke to him during the Christmas break and said, look, you know, um, they thrashed out some issues. And lo and behold, he's there at training last Tuesday and picked on picked to play second. And then with a f- couple of outs, um, the two, uh, Josh and Paul Warren, were unavailable last Saturday. So he's promoted to third and, you know, he's back. He's Johnny Farnham and he's uh, the comeback tour is back on. And, look, to be honest, um, I can understand... There's a, there's a fair bit of disgruntlement, I guess, probably amongst the Division Two side at Chet Park. Um, that you know, he said he was retired, and all of a sudden he's come back after one and a half games, and he's been put back in Division One. And um, yeah, look, I, I would have thought. Well, wh- what do you think, Brian? Should he have come back straight in Division One or not? No, I think he should have come back in the twos. Yeah, uh, at least one game. Like yeah, I've, I'll, well, if you're retired, you've got to earn your place. Back in the side, I believe. Yeah, and look, the other the other issue I have is, you know, it's we're playing country sport. You don't really retire; you just stop playing. It's not like we cheered him off the off the green and he had a had a cavalcade of cars and waved to the crowd or anything. It's not like AFL or anything like that. You just stop playing, and um, yeah, look, I think it's um, it sets a nasty precedent, and I understand the people who are, would be a little bit upset with the decision that was made. Um, and, you know, so we've got to play tally in a couple of weeks. What what are all the people going to say that, that bought him a beer for his retirement? Like, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit embarrassing, I think, but that's just my opinion. Like, he played well last week as third to Shane Walsh and they had a good win, but, yeah, look, I just – this retirement business is just, yeah, rubbish to me. And, yeah, you know, we no, might fair, sound, co- fair comment. I'll, it might sound a bit harsh, but we, we probably can speak a bit more openly uh, about Dave being – um, 
you know, uh, someone who puts himself out there like that. But also, oh, he wears you're, his you're, heart a, you're, you're a club mate of his, and um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, we're not. Um, just um, no, look, pot, he, he's, someone he, we don't know. No, look, he's copped the Johnny Farnham and the Dame Mally Melbourne all week and he sort of laughed it off, which is, you know, good good sport. But, yeah, I just think it, the whole situation was handled poorly from his point of view in not going to see the selectors and just saying that he's retired and then coming back after two games or whatever. Um, and, and the fact that the selectors, you know, put him straight back in Division 1 after he'd made the big song and dance about not playing anymore. I think that was where it was how to handle a bit poorly. And, you know, I think we've got to get a bit better with that sort of thing. Like, put it, put it this way, do you, think, do you think he would have been able to do that at Chep Golf? No. Nah, do, do, nah. do you think Ori would have copped that? No, I don't. I don't. Like if he said, I'm out, I'm retired and that, well, that would have been end of conversation. We're not picking you for the year. Or if you want to play, you come back in the lot, and that and that's that. That there's the difference right there, I think, and that 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 speaks volumes yeah. of where where the two sort of clubs are at. Yeah, so I'd have to concur with that comment for sure. Um, but anyway, he's back now, um, and you know he played well last week, so um, I, you know we'll be we'll be a little bit better without him. We like it's not. It's not like he's like it's not going to make us a fifty-shot better side or anything like that. And you know he has been a great Division One bowler for a number of years. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it all pans out. The forty-shot uh, win was pretty important though. Um, puts the shot difference back in the positive for the uh, Parkers. Yeah, look, we've got Shep Golf this week, which um, we'll touch on in a second. Um, so yeah, we, we, that race for fourth is really starting to heat up. Tad Hilltop last week getting close to Shep Golf. They're breathing down her neck and. Um, yeah, there's there's a bit to play out in this second half of the year for that last final spot. There certainly is, Ash. Do we want to re- preview um, the weekend round yeah, for this weekend? We'll, yeah, we'll do the weekend round now. I think it's, uh, and then we'll do the um, midweek. All right. Yep. I'll kick off with the um, weekend round nine, Division Six South. We got Eildon one playing Yay. I'm going to go for Eildon one to win this. This will be the match of the round. Uh, second versus third. Then we've got Seymour playing Avenal, right these two sides, right down the ladder, and I'll go for Seymour at home. And Alexandra too, uh, they're, they're in um, sixth position or fifth position playing Eildon. Two are in the four, and Eildon two will win this comfortably, I believe. Division 6 North, Dookie versus Kai Abram at Dookie. Stanhope playing Colburn Abbon. Um, Colbo coming off a loss there. They're looking to rebound. Shep Park versus East Shepparton and Rushworth hosting Yaroa. Yes, Division 5. Uh, we have Murchison hosting Taligarupna. Marupna Golf hosting Seymour VRI, Shepparton Golf playing Merrigan, and East Shepparton travelling to Tatura Hilltop, which might be a forfeit, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, in, in those games, I'll pick um, I'll pick Tally Garupna, even though Murch are a hard side to beat at home. Um, VRI will eclipse Marupna Golf. Shep Golf will beat Merrigan, and I'll go for uh, East Shep to defeat Tat Hilltop. Fantastic. Division 4, Kyberman v Shep Park, two sides on three wins for the year. So this is going to be really important to trying to cement a spot in top in the top four. It's at Kyabram. Seymour VRI hosting the Gamby. Seymour playing Tatura Hilltop and Dookie versus Yaroa. What are your selections there, Ash? Um, I'll go with Kyberman to win at home. Nagambi to beat VRI. Seymour to beat Tatura Hilltop at home. And I'll go for Yaroa to win at Dookie. Yaroa to win at Dookie. Uh, my selections are I'll go for uh, Kai Abram against Shep Park, VRI to beat Nagambi, that match it around. First and second, Seymour to defeat Tat Hilltop and Dookie to defeat Yaroa at home. Division 3, Shep Golf playing host to Seymour, Marutna hosting East Shepparton, Shep Park playing Taligarupna and Stanhope versus Avenal. Uh, I'll go for I'll go for Seymour to continue on their merry way against Golf. Uh, I'll go for your mob, Brian, East Shep to rebound against Marutna after the tough day against Avenal. Uh, Tally, um, no, I'll go for Shep Park at home against Tally. And uh, Avenal to continue their good win 
uh, good form from last week against Stanhope. Yeah, well, I'll go, no doubt. Seymour will win easily against golf. Uh, I think Marupin will be too strong for us. I can't see us. Um, they've changed all the rinks around. It'll be an upset of the year if we got up this week. Uh, Shep Park will be, um, yeah, they're struggling too in Division 3. They've dropped the ball a bit. Uh, tally to win that. And I'll go for Aberdeen to defeat Stanhope at uh, Stanhope. Yep, Division 2, East Shepparton hosting Shepparton Park. This will be interesting whether it will be undercover indoors or outside. Um, Shep Parker in pretty good form, uh, looking to cement their spot in second. Uh, although they lost to East Shepparton on their carpet at home before Christmas when uh, they should have won. They were well up halfway. I'll go for Shep Park to rebound this time. Marupna must win uh, against Rushworth at home, and I'll back him in to get the job done. Tatura Hilltop hosting Shep Golf. Shep Golf will be far too strong there. And Kyabram playing Marupna Golf. I'll go go for Kyabram at home. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go for um, I'll go for East at home against Shep Park. It'll be a very good game. This match it around Marupna hosts Rushworth. You couldn't pick Marupna on form. I think Rushworth will um, defeat them. Tad Hilltop plays Shep Golf. Will be too good for Tad Hilltop, and I'll go for Kyab. Uh, home to just beat Marupna Golf. And Division 1, Alan Matheson Shield, Round 9. Tally Garupna against Stanhope at Tally. I think uh, Tally will be pretty hungry after last week's result. Um, I think there'll be a few changes to their combinations, whether Mark Ryan returns or not uh, will be another thing. It will be interesting to see their lineup, but I think they'll be really looking to tinker and cement their rinks ahead of playing Shep Golf the following week and the rest of the season. So I reckon we'll see a fired-up tally, and I reckon they'll sweep the rinks against Stanhope. Yeah, 18-zip. Yeah, for sure. Yaroa playing East Shepparton at Yaroa. This is a big game for East Shep. Um, they sort of got a bit cute last time and played uh, played them outside, and Yaroa come over the top of them and caused an upset. Yaroa is a really good side at home as well on their grass, and I reckon they can complete the season sweep against East Shepparton. I reckon they'll win 14-4. Now, I think East might have turned the corner. They'll have some confidence after that. Uh, Jeff Beatty's rink's still a bit of a worry, but... Uh, Jeff Beattie bowled very well the other night against Robbo and uh, Jacob Bright in his second bowled very well. Uh, Gino was down on... He'd come in, he hadn't played for 10 years, Gino Serby. Uh, did a great job even to fill in at his age and apparently Daniel Nichols uh, is struggling. So I'm going to go... I think East will um, win two rinks, two each, 14-4. A dozen shots, get them home. All right. I think East can go on a tear too. Um, but it will be, uh, should be nice weather down there in Euroa. So, um, you know, the Greens will be running well as always. So I think East will get it done. Shep Park versus Shep Golf, the, t- the rivalry match uh, will be played on Shep Park's carpet. I did hear that. Uh, I wonder what your thoughts on it are, Ash. Um, look, we had a bit of a vote on it um, before last Saturday's game, um, and the game will be starting earlier too at 12 o'clock. Um, look, I think the thinking is that Shep Park's record on carpet against Shep Golf's really good. Um, I think most people say that we've never lost in there, but I do remember playing in a Div 1 game that we did lose to them again um, when Mark Ryan was coaching there, but it, it, the last four or so years... Um, they've, I don't, don't think they have been beaten under the carpet there So I think that's the main thinking behind it um, It's been good that we've played all our home games up to this point on grass Because I think that's where we needed to get better And if we are able to sneak into the finals um, you know, That's what we need to be able to prove ourselves on um, But for this game I think it gives us a good, our best chance Of maybe pinching a rink or two um, And then see what happens after that um, we're under no illusions as to the task, you know, playing Shep Golf potentially with Brett Foley and, and Glenn Power to come back in. Um, w- and we've got the two Warrens to come back in, so there'll be a lot of chopping and changing with sides. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we're, obviously we go in underdogs and if we can win a rink or two, that'd be a good good start. Yeah, I think Shep Golf will get the job done, but um, I think it'll be 14-4. There'll be... Probably um, 14 shots in it, uh, golf's way. But I think Park can get two rinks. Tyler? Was it uh, 
Was it a unanimous vote? Obviously, it wouldn't have been unanimous. No, I don't think it was. Um, I mean, Shane Walsh is doing an outstanding job with our Greens this year, and I think he was pretty um, adamant at, when he took on the job that, you know, we had to play more pennant games on grass, and, he you know, he's not doing the job just for us to play all our home games on carpet. Um, yeah, look, I think I think probably the, the, uh, the majority – view was that it would give us the best chance of being competitive, um, even though we gave him a good run out at golf before Christmas. But, yeah, it certainly wasn't uh, consensus. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, obviously you, the the club's put in a, an approach to play Div 1 home games on grass, and if you're going to approach it match-up by match-up, I'd say you almost had a favourable um, recent record against every club uh, mm. on the carpet. So it probably... Just uh, it's probably a bit against um, what I would have done. I would have probably backed backed us, myself in on grass. Yeah, if, especially if that's the uh, the season approach. But obviously, uh, goes to a vote is what it is. But well, and I think you will be much better on the grass against them. And but I think it'll still be sixteen two golf way. Yeah, look, um, you know, it means we've got to practice on carpet all week, which we haven't done all year. And I know a lot of our players play in our Thursday pairs comp, so they have plenty of games on carpet. Some are like myself. I haven't had many roles on the carpet at all this season, so I'll have a bit of work to do to get get myself ready. But uh, especially because it's a different carpet than than that record was on. Yes, yeah. Look, I think it's about two games in the last four seasons that we lost on the carpet. One was against um, Tally last year, and our game against Shep Golf that we were going to play on carpet got heated out or something, so we missed out on that last year. And the other one was um, Hilltop about two or three years ago. So we do have a good record. Hopefully, it holds up this weekend, and we'll see what happens. Um, Last game for weekend pennant this weekend, Kai reverse Tat Hilltop. Kai, Tat looking to get back in the four, Brian. Kai flying in second at Kai. I'm going to back Kai in 16-2. Yes, uh, I agree with you there. 16-2. Fields are going on his merry way. Greg Schilling doesn't lose two games in a row very often. I think his rink will get up. He's got Noel Redrop, who's bowled well up at War Cool as his third. And I think um, I'll go for Johnny Horsley uh, to, to keep his record going. Um, you'd have to uh, – Boydie – Brendan Boyd's rink's going very well. you think they might get two points, but it depends who they play. But, yeah, 16-2 by 20 shots to Kai. Tyler? Speaking of Greg Schilling, uh, he won his 13th Kyabram Bowls Club Singles Championship uh, this week. So a very, very good effort there from uh, Greg, who defeated Joe Greco in the final. Uh, he's now only one win from the record of 14. Uh, name the uh, player who has that record. At Kai or across the GV. At Kai. Wouldn't be Herb Pryor, would it? Des Nuttall. Des Nuttall. Yeah, wouldn't be Herb. Herb didn't win for it. But uh, the the Kybrams teams are actually already up there on Bowls Link and Robbie George is named as a second again this week. Uh, do we think... Just easing back into yeah, it, I think, yeah. after... Yeah, look, and um, handy second half, Brian. Yeah, well, I reckon he should have been in the regional side last year as a, as a second. A very steady, you know, very good draw bowler and reads ahead well, you know, but that's my opinion. He's in the top. He's in the top. Dozen bowlers in the GV. Yeah, no absolutely. Problem. But uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, I think, uh, as you said, Greg Schilling doesn't lose two, two in a row very often. Uh, we'll quickly run through the the midweek round for this upcoming Tuesday round ten. Division five. Avenal's got the bye. Seymour versus Yarrowa. Violetown versus Rushworth and Dukey versus Colbenabin. Division four. South. Uh, we have Yarrowa hosting Alexandra. Seymour playing Shepparton Park and Seymour VRI versus Ilden. Uh, Division 4 North, we have Merrigan hosting Kyabram, the Merka, the top side travelling the Murchison. Uh, Shepparton Golf playing East Shepparton and Shepparton Park hosting Tatura Hilltop. Division 3, Brian's Domain, Shepparton Park hosting East Shepparton 2, Tatura Hilltop hosting Marupna Golf. Your mob, Brian, East Shepparton 1 hosting Marupna, Kyabram um, hosting Nagambi. Division 2, round 10, Avenal uh, playing Kyabram, Yaroa travelling to Seymour, Stanhope heading to Shepparton Golf and Shepparton Park at home against Tatura Hilltop. And Division 1, 
all-important round for Shepparton Park. They're playing their arch-rival Shepparton Golf, looking to get back on the board after two consecutive losses. Tatura Hilltop making a bit of a move. They play host to Marupna Golf. East Shepparton off the back of their big win today, uh, hosting Rushworth, looking to continue their momentum. And Kyabram playing Seymour. Um, so that is the midweek yep. pennant for do, next Tuesday. Do you think Park will play Shep Golf on the carpet? I, I think I think they will, and I think yep. they'll have some significant changes to their rinks to try and find something that works. They're, as you said, they're in a bit of a slump, and um, they've got to try some things to try and uh, improve their position. Yeah, well, Tat Hilltopper consolidate their position with big win over Marupna Golf. They were really struggling, going down by 50 shots yep. on a... Pretty decent green over there today. It bowled quite well at Maroopna Golf. So credit to the boys who are looking after the green. I think East Shep will, be, will beat Rushworth at home. Yep. And, of course, and uh, Kai Abram will beat Seymour on their home deck. Seymour sort of hasn't proven that they can play as well away as they do at home at this point. Um, if they can win, you know, a few away games, they'll certainly be in the top four mix. And uh, I'll just give me old club a plug. Australia Day... Which one, Brian? You've got about 15 oh, of them. Oh, Nagambi. <laughs> Be specific. Nagambi Bowls Club, Incorporated. Sunday, to January 23rd. This Sunday, $75 per team. Entry for the triples. Contact Robert Page or Fiona Smith. Get an entry in. Um, it's always a great day down there. We finish it off with... Um, the sponsors put in all these prizes and um, we have a big auction. Fantastic. I usually raise a couple of grand, so and everything's donated. So get yeah, on board. Yeah, get on board. Sounds good, boys. Uh, thanks very much for the uh, the first episode back of the new year. It uh, was a doozy in the end. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I hope you had a good festive period, and uh, we'll uh, speak to you again next week. See you then. That was. After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.